One of the characteristics of the United States is the separation of church and state. This principle is enshrined in the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, and it is vital for protecting the rights and freedoms of all citizens. When the government promotes a particular religion, it can create divisions within society and exclude those who do not share the same beliefs. It can also lead to dis discrimination and persecution of minority groups. Similarly, people who hold certain beliefs should be completely entitled to practice that. By separating church and state, we ensure that everyone is free to practice their religion or not without fear of persecution or discrimination. This characteristic is and has been vital to having a healthy democracy which protects the rights of individuals. So any attack on the individual would be threatening to democracy, right? After all, it seems that individual rights often do take precedence over the general public welfare. For example, we can look at how after far too many disasters, individuals are still adamant about protecting their right to bear arms. But the governors who are fed by the NRA are bent on defending this personal liberty. Why should the First Amendment be any less prioritized? I'm your host, Neha Yadavali, and welcome to this episode of Why So Political. Respect towards First Amendment rights goes both ways. The government should not impose any religion on people, but people's religious rights should be protected to the most ethical extent. And then the government must have an obligation to do what it takes to ensure those rights are protected. But this is a pretty murky area to come across considering that in order to do this, the government has to interfere to some extent with private entities. Based on an article by NPR's Nina Totenberg, a recent Supreme Court case involving a former postal worker, Gerald Groff, who quit his job after the Postal Service signed a contract with Amazon to deliver packages all seven days of the week, has brought to light the challenge of balancing religious rights with business needs. The case is part of a larger debate on religious accommodations that has been ongoing for decades, with federal civil rights law requiring employers to reasonably accommodate the religious beliefs of workers so long as it does not create any undue hardship for the business. However, what constitutes an undue hardship is open to interpretation leading to different outcomes in cases like Groff's. During the argument, both sides presented their cases with each justice asking pointed questions to better understand the issue at hand. Justice Sotomayor suggested that accommodating Goff's request would have placed an undue burden on his co-workers and the Postal Service as a whole, whereas Justice Brett Kavanaugh focused on the language in the court's 1977 decision that ascertained that an employer would suffer an undue hardship if a religious accommodation would impose substantial additional cost on the employer. He suggested that it seems to be what happened in Graf's small postal office when he refused to work Sundays or religious holidays. Justice Alana Kagan stressed the significant burden on other workers when one is allowed to refuse work. And Justice Alito suggested that it wouldn't cost the Postal Service 
that much more money to pay an extra dollar an hour to hire someone else for those days. The ideological split on the bench reflects a broader cultural and political divide that's happening in the United States right now between those who prioritize religious liberty and those who see it as potentially infringing on the rights of businesses and the rights of others. For some religious conservatives, the right to practice their faith without interference is sacrosanct. It's the most important. And any infringement on the right is an affront to their deeply held beliefs. Whereas for others, the accommodation of religious beliefs must be balanced against the rights of other workers and the needs of businesses. The outcome of the Groff case could have significant implications for the future of religious accommodation in the workplace. If the Supreme Court were to modify or overrule its decision that it made in 1977, it could make it easier for employees to claim that their religious rights have been violated, therefore potentially putting a greater burden on employers to accommodate their workers' beliefs, and this could potentially be detrimental to the employer and to their business. Alternatively, if the court were to affirm the current definition of undue hardship, it could limit the ability of employees to claim that their religious beliefs require special accommodation, potentially putting on a greater burden on workers to find ways to accommodate their own beliefs without imposing undue burdens on their employers. Either way, the case essentially underscores the complexity and the large extent of divisiveness of the issue of religious accommodation in the workplace and the difficulty of balancing competing claims of individual rights and business needs. Ultimately, it will be up to the court to determine whether the existing definition of undue hardships is appropriate or if it needs to be redefined to better protect the rights of workers with religious beliefs. I guess we'll just have to see what comes of this case, but whatever happens will either negatively or positively impact workers. Thank you for listening to this podcast. As we conclude this episode, I would invite you to stay tuned for future episodes as we will continue to explore more topics and important issues that impact our lives. Thank you for listening, and until next time, keep learning, growing, and exploring. Thank you.